0: Welcome to another edition of Len's Burning Bush. I am Len Harvey. Before I bring on my guest for the week, I want to talk about what's really burning my bush. Okay, the first hundred times I saw the Bernie Sanders meme, it was funny. I mean, I laughed with you. But come on already, enough. Please come up with something new. He is everywhere. And then Waldo's mom must be worried sick over this. I mean, it's Bernie everywhere, not Waldo anymore. So to educate everyone, a meme is a cultural a unit of cultural information spread by imitation, because I like to educate people while I, while I do this. Because uh, And it actually was introduced back in 1976 by a British evolutionary biologist, Richard Dawkins, for his work in The Selfish Game. But I was a year younger before I actually knew what a meme really was. I also didn't know what Boomer was, but that's another story for an, another day. But now an Internet meme, or commonly known as that meme, it just It's a type of idea, behavior, or style that is spread via the Internet, often through, of course, the social media platforms. We're seeing it everywhere, uh, person-to-person, social media networks, blogs, everywhere. But I believe everything in moderation. It was, again, funny the first couple of days. Now it's getting a little much. We've seen it everywhere. There's a Brady Bunch fo- uh, picture with him on. There's the Gangnam Style. I even saw it on Blue Bloods. On their their pages, uh, their actors and actresses put it put it on the dinner table with the Reagans, Bernie Sanders, the dinner table with the Reagans, at two blue bloods, at two, and Bernie Sanders himself in an appearance on Late Night with Seth Meyers. He commented on the dozens of memes his appearance created from the inauguration, and he simply said, "Yeah, I've seen them." Well, Bernie, everybody in the world by now has seen them. With that being said, it's time to bring on my guest for the week. He is an actor, broadcaster. He's an author. You've probably seen him. His latest book is entitled The Oliver Factor, and I can't wait to talk to him about it. It's been a long time. Please welcome Tim Tyrell to Lens Burning Bush. And Tim, it's great to see you and talk to you. It's been a very long time.
1: It has been a very long time. Nice to
0: see you as well. Exactly. What do you think about the Bernie Sanders meme? It's funny, but can we move on already or am I overreacting here?
1: You know what? I'm not over it just yet because I've I love the one with Friends. Yes, where it's the it's the opening of Friends, and he's on the couch with them. And whoever did that one did such a fantastic job. So I'm still right. liking them.
0: All right. Well, one of my favorites is actually um, the one with the Big Bang Theory, and Sheldon's like, Leonard, he's in my spot. He's in my spot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's a, that's brilliant. I mean, there are it is brilliant, but I just I've seen it everywhere. And I'm a diverse and I'm, I like to move on. It's like, you know, you you tell a joke, let's move on to the next one. You don't need to keep doing the same joke over and over again. But apparently it's working. And if it's gonna get people, I get it. We wanna laugh. We need to laugh. And everything is important um to laugh. But I want to move on to something else. But apparently Bernie is now the new Waldo, right? Do you worry <laughs> he about Waldo's? Sell those mittens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the mittens. Do you worry <laughs> about Waldo's mom like I do? I mean, come on. That's a you know, these. She must be very worried. I, I would think so. And these are the things that I think about. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry, but, uh, you know, it, it's uh, kind of interesting. One of the things I really wanted to talk to you about, and this is, I, I don't know why I thought of you with this, but I knew you'd get a kick out of it. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow with the whole vagina candle. Okay, uh-huh. and and the explosion. I, I I wanted to get. Did you see this story with the explosion of the the vagina candle? First of all, the whole vagina candle. So I called it the vagina exploding monologues, is what I like to call it. <laughs> but but I just noticed that the candle exploded, emitted huge flames. Um, in the U.K., she uh, somebody said they uh, they had never seen anything like it. The whole thing was ablaze and it was too hot to touch. Well, of course it exploded. I mean, but why are you, I ju- the question I have is not whether it exploded, candles will explode, but who is buying a candle that smells like Gwyneth Paltrow's, you know, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Are, are
1: Why are we doing that? Well, I think we need to have equal time though for the guys now. Yeah, why not? But I don't, I don't think anyone would buy it though.
0: No, no, nobody buy it. We're, we're just kind of, it's all kind of uh business parts. We're not, you know, the, the women have that, uh, unfortunately that, you know, the, but the candle that smells like my vagina it could go out and, and, and Gwyneth Paltrow that I just, I just found that, that why is anybody buying it? But apparently it's been doing okay. It, it, it's at $75 to buy this candle. Now I, I I'm, not, I'm I'm, I'm going to admit this. I've actually been to like a bed Be, or a Beth bath and body works when right. they had those candle sales and my God, I was one of the few men in the store. Uh, there was just it was just wall to wall people for those ten dollar um three wick candles. But I'm buying ten dollar candles. Seventy five is a little bit above my price grade. I Plus agree. I don't need Gwyneth Paltrow that much. I I mean she's a nice woman, don't get me wrong, but I don't need to, to smell everything.
1: But why haven't other celebrity women gotten into this? Like why are we not seeing Martina Navertologis yeah. or or that girl from This Is Us, that really big girl? Yeah. You know, why don't we get those? I, I don't know.
0: But I, again, I think
1: people want to smell them. Yeah, why
0: not? If you're going to smell one, you might as well smell them all. We can have, uh, we can have multiple vagina uh, candles, right? Yes, uh, that's exactly. it. But I think, I think we need to uh, do it. One, one other thing before I get to your book, I wanted to talk to you about this too, because I, I love th- this. This is exciting for me because I know you like entertainment as much as I do. You uh, probably even more. And I did an episode, uh, episode 37 uh, twas right before Christmas where I mentioned in the podcast where couples do not need to comment on Facebook and then continue to comment over and over again to each other when they're probably in the same room, right? Exactly. I can't stand that, right? We know you love each other. It's wonderful. God bless you, but I don't need to see it, right? Uh, and, and and I just noticed that it has been going on with Kelly Rippa. I don't know if you've seen this with Mark Consuela. They, they apparently have been going back and Just recently, Kelly shared a photo of herself in a colorful hoodie that read, more glitter, with a G, more glitter, less Twitter. And that was on Thursday. She posted this. Um, And apparently, her husband chimed in on Facebook or Instagram, I think it was, where she said, uh, you know, raising an eyebrow, said, Baby, is that a G or a C asking for a friend? And then, of wow. course, she, yeah, of course. And then she had to re- respond with "sweets, shush," along with four laughing emojis. Okay, we get it. You're sexually active with each other. I don't need to see that. I don't even care. But
1: why are we seeing it on social media? I'm wondering if they're in the same place, though. Maybe he's out filming something. Could be. Uh, but, it could but, be, but, but wouldn't chickening. you? Wouldn't you text
0: your significant other? Then what? Why am I seeing this on Instagram? Like, it, we used to keep things private. What happened to that? It's it not everything exist anymore. No, not everything needs to be out in the open, and we need to be talking about whether or not they're having sex. And I mean, there was another one where they they did this a few uh, months ago, where apparently there was a picture of the conversation back in October, where there was a picture of Quinsuelo's Chips Halloween costume, where apparently it showed some kind of a bulge in the nether region, right? So. Uh-huh. And she had to post something about that, right? You know, because she's lucky that she's got a man that, you know, good yeah. good for her. You know, that's why, you know, the, the late Regis, you know, God bless Regis uh, putting up with her. I would think that would be <laughs> Kelly Ripley, <I> right? I agree. Because <laughs> yeah. she's too much. But anyway, I want to get to your book, uh, The the Oliver Factory. I love the title because to me, I was always, I, I remember the Brady Bunch and I remember Oliver and I'm like why are they bringing this kid on it's like it, it seems like the end of an era when they do that and they had um so happy days did and it was the jump the shark episode but I think they need to use your uh, book from now on for TV shows it should just be the Oliver factor cuz it, it really um there's you know you're going to learn something from this from your book and I learned something that I didn't know and you talk about Charlie's Angels in the book and Kate Jackson left the show but she was a little annoyed because she was auditioning or wanted to audition for Kramer versus Kramer or was going to get the role, and it went to yeah. Meryl Streep, who won a damn Oscar.
1: Exactly. I mean, I would be fuming about that. Yeah. But, you know, what, what happened when Kate Jackson left the show, and it was because, specifically, that whole Kramer vs. Kramer incident, was that she went on to have a budding movie career, and then it just stopped. She made the movie Making Love. Yes, I remember was, that. Which very controversial yeah. movie at yeah. the oh, time. Yeah. And it looked like Kate Jackson was going to have a Meryl Streep type of career, and that movie just like stopped it in its tracks.
0: You're right, and 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 she did that movie, and I believe it was it was on uh, Keen, was it Michael, the one who played Michael in the a. rookies? A. Yes, yeah. he played in the rookies. This is the useless information that I have in my head. Uh, he played in the rookies, and it was also uh, Harry Hamlin was in that movie, right? Exactly. But, but it yeah. was, you know, I was a little. We were younger uh, during, when when that movie came out. And I remember it vividly. And, you know, it's like a little very risque. You're right. And who knows? I mean, I hate that, that that would have caused her not to give. She was, I mean, she was really good on Charlie's Angels. She was really good on a lot of things. But when they bring in these other characters that are not as good, it's very hard. Uh, I don't know how a show like Law & Order SVU seems to move people around and they do a good job. They've been around for, what, 20 years Doing yes,
1: 20, 21 now, it's going to be. I
0: mean, Mariska Hargitay, of course, has continued on the whole time in, in Ice T. Uh, Richard Belzer left. All of the. Elliot's apparently coming back or yes, having.
1: He's going to have his own show. His
0: own show. And, I, I, and, could, I couldn't believe he just left.
1: Yeah, it was kind of odd, but you know, he had a lot going on, if you remember, because he yeah. was on Oz at the same time. Yep. And then he also was doing a lot of the TV movies he was getting cast in. And he just felt like Law and Order is a tough show to work on because I've worked on. The Law and Order shows. You do sixteen-hour days, six days a week. It is an exhausting show to do. So I can understand why you know sometimes they wind up leaving it. But by the way, today is Mariska Hargitay's fifty-seventh birthday.
0: Wow, and she looks terrific for fifty-seven. By the way, I look at myself. I think and, she's had a yeah.
1: little bit of a plastic <laughs> surgery, though. You know,
0: her mother is Jane Jane Manfield, right? Her mother was, yes. Jane, yeah. So yeah. it's uh, she has that beauty uh, in her. Uh, but yeah, fifty-seven. I can't believe I'm getting old. I'm fifty-two already, and it seems like you know it's just. uh you know, once you turn over fifty, it's like getting up in the middle of the night—the whole thing. But, but anyway, back back to your book. What what gave you the idea to write this book? You had uh, written a previous book, but this book, uh, you know, resonates with a lot of people for television. What made you write this book?
1: I actually wrote this. Was actually my first book that that I had written, and the publishing industry is a, a is a fickle character. Yeah. <laughs> and, we could um, say that, <laughs> to say the least, yeah. because everybody who works in in publishing. They only last a year or two. And then, you know, the way the industry works, it was very difficult. So I actually wrote this book about 10 years ago and then nothing happened with it. I published my book, The Name Dropper, which is all about celebrities I mm-hmm. worked with. And it talks about a lot of people we worked with together yeah. in our past. And um, and then after that, someone came and said, do you want to take a, t- a stab at the Oliver Factor again? And I'm like, well, it's written. I just have to, you know, kind of update things a little bit. And then right in the middle of it, the pandemic pandemic happened so um they wanted to rush things out a little bit quicker than than i wanted it but i was happy to get it out because i'm such a fan of tv and we're the same age yeah. so you know we remember <laughs> yeah. like tv was different when you would stay home from school and the tv shows we would get to see during the day that just don't exist anymore oh I know. and there were so many that you know you watch it and you're just like hate this character, but I still like the show.
0: I know. And I watched it, too. And, and one of the things that I remember growing up, too, and you, you probably do, too, when you did stay home from school, there was game shows on like Joker's. Yes. W- they, like I remember um, it's funny. Buzzer has brought back a lot of the game shows and game show network and Tattletales was on the other day. And it oh, said, yeah. or it said like 1130, they, they had car trucks coming up next. We know, one of the, on these CBS stations, it was Tattletales at 12 o'clock. So it was like, <laughs> those were the shows that we remember. But in this book, you talk about a lot of TV shows and you really need to buy this book because it's worth every penny uh, if you like television. But, you know, they got the love boat in here, Laverne and Shirley. There's so many shows that you look at. Even when Roseanne, they bring on the baby and the, the whole thing. You know, why are you doing this? I always think back to the Oliver Factor. And I don't know if it's because I remember you mentioning it beforehand because I, I know you we talked about it in our days at Cablevision. But I think that uh, it's just you look at this, these characters and one of the things, and you you have happy days in here, and I remember when they brought on Casey, who is uh, – they brought on Casey and Roger McGinley uh, – Roger uh, – Gilly is it they yeah. brought they brought that when that was on. It was like, my God, when when when, you know, Richie left and you had put in other characters in, in your book. But I that was one of the things I'm like, how long are we going to go on with this? Right. Yeah. When you're watching it, you could see that it's just like Fonzie's like, you know, still trying to be a cool guy. And he's like he's probably 50 something by the time. <laughs> right. With a leather jacket, it gets a little. But I can understand that they, they want to make money and they want to continue to to bring on the, the, the money train. But sometimes these, they bring on these characters. I, I love it that you, you talked about the Partridge family with, with the little kid Ricky. That, that's another one that, uh, you know, you ruin the show. They do. They literally ruin, ruin the show. They
1: do. The interesting thing about Ricky when he came on the show, though, is they actually talked briefly about possibly spinning him off, but the audience hated him yeah. so much. Now, if this was today with social media – Ricky would have lasted one episode yeah. because in those days, you had to wait a week for the ratings to come out. Then they did the research yeah. and then they realized like six weeks later, like, oh, no one likes this guy today. We would know the next morning that everybody hates that character.
0: Exactly. Exactly. But so you you, you got the, the character. The title is great because the Oliver Factor is the first one. You know, you there's probably others that you can go back before that, that characters were brought on brought on shows or what have you, but what's your favorite of the, of the ones that are in the book? What's your, what's your favorite show that got ruined? Is it the Brady bunch or is it any, uh, anyone? I would
1: say, I would say it is the Brady bunch because the Brady bunch is still one of those shows. I know every single line of every single episode and And yet I just can't watch those five episodes that have Oliver on it. I I probably couldn't recite anything from those episodes because it's the ones literally, as soon as I see that little John Denver looking guy, I turn the TV right off and I can't watch it. But I 100% love every other episode of the Brady Bunch.
0: Agreed. And and I think, but you're right. I mean, they were getting to a point where they're bringing on other, you know, the kids are getting older, I guess. And they, they wanted to bring on a a younger to the character to keep it, to keep it going. Um, but it's like even in happy days you go back to happy days they had the first season Chuck was around and then all of a sudden he went up yeah. to his room and he was gone right they just yeah. wrote him off how, yeah TV does does funny things with uh with with a lot of their characters but Brady Bunch definitely uh, for me that's that that's one of the better ones in here I like how you brought up uh something that I thought of too uh you know Kevin can wait and you brought yes. up you know Leah Remini. You know, she's been around for a long time. She was actually in Saved by the Bell, if anybody remembers that. Do you remember? Uh, And then, of course, she was great in King of Queens. And they tried to get that. But what was wrong with the show? I watched the first season. It wasn't that bad. Uh, Kevin can wait. Why would they just decide to get rid of, you know, to bring Leah Remini
1: on? Why, Why? Well, apparently Leah Remini was asked to be on the show in the first season And she just she was living in L.A. She's originally from New York the show filmed on Long Island. They built this uh, this place called um, Gold Coast Studios on Long Island and they built it specifically for the show. And she did not want to come east and she fought it. And then when the show was going on, I think Kevin can wait in the last eight episodes of the first season. I think it really hit its stride. I think a lot of the supporting cast, I think, was great in it. I think everything was gelling. And then as soon as they brought her on, my first reaction on that first guest spot was, they're going to bring her on full time on the show. Little did I know they were going to kill the wife. On oh, it.
0: And, and and they did it in an awful way. I watched the first episode of the next season, and it was like they they show a note where uh, you know what what you know. Can we at least have a funeral? Nothing. There was nothing. No. I mean even two that and a half the, men did
1: a better job, right? Exactly. Yeah, but that was the big thing with with um, uh, Kevin Can Wait was the audience like really reacted on social media to how bad. They dealt with the character's death on the show, and that's really what put the nail in the coffin. Plus, Leah Remini—I don't know what happened from King of Queens to this show because her voice kind of like she had a slurring thing going on. The plastic surgery was there; just nothing was working.
0: She did better in. Uh, she was in a movie with Jennifer Lopez. Uh, yes. I, which I, I, you know, I don't know why I liked it, but it was, it was really it was second, second chance. I think it's called. Is it?
1: Uh, I second, so. yeah,
0: and 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 she uh, she was in that. I thought she was really really. She was her normal self that she was in King of Queens in that movie. So I think yes. maybe you know it depends on on what she's doing. But yeah, I agree with you. Did not did not like it. Uh, you talk about Spin City in the book. That was another one where Michael J. Fox leaves and they bring in Charlie Sheen, and it just yeah it just no wasn't the same. Kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, well, you know, interesting Interesting too, speaking of Michael J. Fox's, I think, you know, that's a good example when he was on Family Ties. This is the mistake most TV shows make is they think, you know, it's a Gary Coleman kind of effect because Gary Coleman was so adorable yeah. as a young kid. So all these shows think, let's bring in another young kid and this might be a way that we can work it in. And Married with Children, actually, to me, they they handled it best. They knew Seven didn't work yeah. on the show. They wrote them out. And then in the next season, they had a little, little – uh high five to themselves and they put him on the back of a milk carton. They never <laughs> mentioned it and he's in one little scene and that's how they acknowledge that they wrote him out. That show was
0: brilliant because it wasn't like, you know, Married with Children is one of those shows where you look at going, it's just a silly show, mindless, it never tried to do anything High end. It never had a very special episode, like a very special blossom. It was, you know, <laughs> this is what it is. And and married with children. I think that's why it lasted so long. And and the, and the actors yeah. and actresses were brilliant. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely. Katie Seagal is, was unbelievable, and Ed O'Neill. Um, he had, you know, it's funny. I remember Ed O'Neill in um, in the in with Dice Clay in that bad Ford Fairlane movie. Do you oh, remember? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> where he's doing some where Ed's doing some disco dance or whatever. I can't remember the name of it, but it's uh, it, I remember Ed O'Neill from that. But Married with Children, I thought, did it the best. They just kind of and it's kind of the same thing with like a, a South Park where they don't care. They just do whatever and they just keep running. them Right. South Park's been on for, you know, 20 years, close to 20 years. Yeah,
1: definitely. And I think The Simpsons is another good example yeah. of this. Is that they don't try to age the characters. I mean, you can do it with animation, you can't do it with, with live action. But The Simpsons just like it's every day, every mm-hmm. just keeps going on. And I don't know why they always feel like, on the sitcom especially, that you have to like advance the character. People just tune in, they want to laugh and they want to see funny stuff. And that's where I think friends are really, you know, th- towards the end, you know, they get they're getting married and all that, but friends really never kept anyone around too long. To become the Oliver factor, the ones they had on were decent, and then they just moved on and brought others in. Tom
0: Selleck was excellent in in uh, Friends. Yeah,
1: he did definitely. a great job
0: in that, and you know he he's been good in everything. Magnum PI, Friends, and now of course Blue Bloods. I mean, talk about you know having life after a certain point. You know, three successful
1: TV shows. That's that's pretty good. That's Betty White esque. I agree with you, but I have to ask the question, why is Tom Selleck doing reverse mortgage commercials? That's what I don't know. He doesn't need the money. He's so successful. (laughs) Why is he doing this? No, that's
0: usually like, you know, I've seen uh, Henry Winkler and some other people do those. Like, you know, at some point you just, you know, that's what you do, but you don't need to do. Right. Tom Selleck should not be doing, you know, Frank Reagan should not be doing. Uh, <laughs> or even Magnum P.I., right? You would never right. expect them to say, oh, you can get money out of your house and you can do it at your own convenience. I, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't agree with that. What are your thoughts about Blue Bloods? Do you watch it?
1: I do. I love Blue Bloods. It, it's, a, it's a local show for New York, so I, I love it. And Where I grew up in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, the show films two blocks away, and I actually got to do some extra work on the show in its first season, and I was just so excited to, to be in a room with Tom, Cruise, uh, Tom Selleck and then to be in the neighborhood I grew up in. So I love it.
0: Did you get to see the dinner scene? I, I've heard stories about the dinner, the dinner table where it's like five hours of just food in front of them. And and, uh, di- you know, Danny, Donnie Wahlberg is the only one that really sits there and is always eating. If you watch Tom Selleck will butter his bread, but you hardly ever see him eating. And I think he does that <laughs> purposely because it's it's too much eating all day.
1: Right. You'd be Exactly. You would be eating the entire day. Yeah.
0: And, 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 you know, five hours of sitting at a table. That's that's a little bit that's a little bit much. Uh, but I, I enjoy. You know, it's funny about Blue Bloods is I was late to the party on Blue Bloods. Gordy Deal. You remember Gordy from our days at Metro. He came sure. on in the summer uh, on the show and he talked about Blue Bloods. He said, you know, it's our our little thing. Every Friday night we grab a glass of wine and Kelly and I watch the show. And he's I'm like, eh, you know, so then I don't know if you remember, but Donnie Wahlberg gave a, a waitress a two thousand dollar tip. Yes. Recently. Yes. And I, I all of a sudden I, you know, was on the show talking about it. I'm like, you know, I really need to go and watch Blue Bloods. So this is a few months ago. Um, I put it on um, and I couldn't stop. Like I, I, I went from season to season. I wound up doing um, CBS All Access. And after seeing the commercials, because uh, you do it with the cheap, the cheap way, you get the commercials. Which, yeah, uh, I said the heck with it. I'm, I'm going all in. I went no <laughs> commercials, and I streamed through. I went through ten seasons in probably a couple of months. Wow. Yeah, I was just, I was dedicated, uh, and now <laughs> I'm finally caught up. And I'm like, how did I miss this show? Um, you know, for all these years, I was so late to the party on it.
1: You know what a show, I, I was as well late to the party. I did not watch a single episode of the uh, of the show, The Americans. Mm-hmm. And when when it finally did, when the pandemic hit and New York was on lockdown, I literally went through in about three days, seven seasons of The Americans. And when it was over, I felt like, like somebody died. I really missed it.
0: Yeah, eg- exactly. A couple of sad things before we get back into uh, entertainment, because I wanted to ask you uh, another couple of things. But uh, we lost Larry King today um larry king at 87 and hello arizona you're on um and (laughs) and may he rest in peace he was so good at his interviews so good um he had people on he talked about it we also lost hank aaron yes yesterday as well um the Braves said he apparently died in his sleep uh 86 years old so people are just it's just um brutal this last couple of days uh you know, 2021 is. I, I talked about it last week. Uh, the feels like temperature feels a little bit like 2020, but it is a little bit better for some. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hold out hope that 2021 will be will be a lot better. And it is better it's for some. Yeah,
1: yeah it, it's December 52nd, 2020. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> there is one person though that is extremely happy for 2021. Apparently, somebody in Michigan won a billion dollars on in the yes. Powerball uh seven so get this tim this would be nice this would help you a little bit to go back and forth because i know you like to go back and forth to uh to england this would give you a little bit more maybe your own plane seven hundred and thirty nine point okay. six million dollars lump sum before taxes I that think, would hold me through that the would, weekend that would be the weekend you, you you know you could you could blow that in vegas i, yeah. I, know, I know that certainly we could do that uh but okay. i love it but one show that I know that you watched, and and again after this, I want to I want you to uh, plug your book and see how people can get it. But the one show that I know you watched, and I watched it too, Sex and the City. They're yes. apparently bringing it back, but no Kim Cattrall.
1: There's there's a lot of back uh, backstage problems with the, with that cast, and they just Kim Cattrall and everybody else, yeah. and not just not just the actors. The cast who worked on the show, the crew, the hair and makeup, do not want to work with Kim Cattrall. Really? What is the yeah. story
0: behind that? I, I always found her interesting. She was just in a Fox show recently. They got canceled. Yeah, uh, it was one season, and they just she wasn't. I mean, it was watching her on that. It wasn't that good.
1: Did you? I didn't like. Yeah, I watched. I watched the one episode, and uh, I watched it to review it actually. And my my review was, I give it two episodes, and I don't even think it made <laughs> it that before they canceled it. But but apparently Kim Cattrall does just not get along with other women on the set. The guys all say she's, she's fun to be around, but her co-stars and their hair and makeup people say she just doesn't play well with women.
0: They're trying to, uh, Jennifer Coolidge is up for the uh, role is what I'm hearing, but uh, they talk about uh, she, you know, she might be on the top five stylish blondes uh, with comedic timing to take over that role. But I don't know. I mean, what you know, Jennifer Coolidge, what are your thoughts? I, I, I'm going to have a hard time with anybody in that role.
1: I, I agree. It's going to be hard, hard to have anyone. Jennifer Coolidge I don't think would work, though, I have to say, because yeah. I think uh, after being on um, uh, The Two Broke Girls for so long, yeah. I think that she's so typecast into that role right now that I think it would be hard to break out of it. And I hope as a good actress maybe she could, but I just see her as that, and I think the producers are going to think the same thing.
0: I, I kind of agree with you, but she's been able to do it twice. I mean, she, she was Stifler's mom. Yeah. Right? And then she became, you know, it's like, hello everybody. <laughs> you know that yeah. she moved in. That, that,
1: that killed me. I hated that. on uh, the show.
0: I, I know it kind of was interesting that that was, uh, maybe that's where the show was the Oliver factor when she started using the annoying voice. Right.
1: <laughs> I, I think actually the audience cheering every time she walked in was what killed that show because yeah. you know it's like remember when Fonzie was coming out, yeah, it would all clap and scream for him. When Jennifer Coolidge came out, really?
0: I know. Well, they weren't going to, you know. Uh, I, I I like uh, I like Two Broke Girls. I, I enjoyed Two Broke Girls because it was just you know, mindless. But they were reaching too by like the third season. You know, it's they're yeah. trying to figure it out how you know without money how th- this is going to work, but. It was a it was a good show. But talk about your book. How can we get your book? Uh, I'm going to put it on um, the page on your uh, I I put the link to your website on the page. So uh, tell me about how you can get it.
1: Yeah, just theoliverfactor.com is where you can get all the information on this book or my first book, The Name Dropper. Uh, Amazon is the way everyone buys books these days, mm-hmm. so that's where you go. Just Amazon. You can either search my last name, uh, two R's and two L's in it, T Y R R E L L, or just the theoliverfactor.com. You get all my information right there.
0: Oliverfactor.com. I love it. I, I actually had a friend who said, you know, the, the, um, the whole Fonzie jump in the shark, you know, those type of things, it, they should change it for you for the Oliver factor, you know, forget the jumping the shark anymore. It's the Oliver <laughs> factor. Tim, Tim, you'll get credit for it. Do you have like the rights to that? I hope. Uh, so I you'll, yes. I have awesome. A copyright on it. I, I love <laughs> it. I love, I really do. I enjoy the book. It's a great, it's a great read. It brings me back because I, I, you know, I'm, I'm getting very nostalgic as I get older uh, on the TV shows I used to watch as a kid. And uh, it's kind of interesting. There's only a handful of shows that you can look back and say, you know, these transcended the times uh, for me. Honeymooners when I was a kid uh, growing Absolutely. up, the odd couple was always a, a treat. Brady Bunch, Partridge Family, those type of shows. I, I love the music, too. Are you are you liking the new name that tune? Because I in I am in awe. I, I love it. I, I don't know why I sat there last night. I have uh, Dish Network and they do primetime anytime. I so love that. Yeah. I don't I don't record it, but it's on the primetime anytime. And I'm like oh, my God, let's watch. So we watched uh, last night's episode from Wednesday, and Susan and I were watching it going, this is fantastic. And, you know, I I look at it, Jane Krasinski, she's fantastic in
1: it. Yeah, I love her. I I love everything she's done. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, 30 Rock. You know the interesting thing about Name That Tune, though? I don't know if you know the backstory of it. They decided they were going to start filming this in March, and all of production in America got shut down. So what they did was they rented a uh, 747 jet they got the entire every contestant that's going to be on this season they flew them and four friends to Australia they filmed the whole show in Australia with the band Randy Jackson and all that and everybody was required to stay in Australia for three weeks while they filmed the whole season and then they flew everybody back at the end and I thought that was so great even if you lost on the show you won Oh, that's
0: fantastic! And I was wondering that because I see at the end, if you watch the end of the show, you see it say "filmed in Sydney, Australia." And I was wondering, number one, they weren't wearing masks; they yeah. really weren't. I mean, they were hugging each other, which yeah. which I found interesting. I mean, I'm good for them if, they, if if they're all clean and you know they don't have to worry about about the COVID. But I thought that was interesting, and and, and you you brought up you. I learned something again on from you today. That's two things <laughs> I learned uh, just from today. But I was wondering that show to me. I love um, I always like the music part of it. And if you remember the original or not the original, when we were kids, Tom Kennedy hosted uh, a version of Name That Tune. And Kathy Lee Gifford, before she was Kathy Lee Gifford, was the singer. Yes. So it's kind of interesting. She was part of the Name That Tune band. But I really, you know, even Susan said last night that that show is really well done. It, yeah, I the, agree. They move on from the – it doesn't – you don't last very long. They have great contestants, and, and the people, uh, you know, works through really, really well, I, I think. In, and they film – they do two episodes. What I find interesting with Jane Krasinski is one show she's wearing the black outfit and one she's wearing the, the pink outfit,
1: right? <laughs> and they're yeah. both
0: like – I mean, you could pretty much see everything that she's got, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. she doesn't seem to care either. She, she, yeah, uh, she, she did a drop kick or something like that. She says, yeah, I think we're going to have an issue with, uh, with Fox <laughs> sensors or something like that with a wardrobe, <laughs> wardrobe malfunction. But she, she's tremendous. I can't believe she's fi- She's 52. or going to be 53 in, in October is what I, what I heard. And she looks fantastic.
1: Yeah, yeah she really does I wish she looks much better than we do
0: well <laughs> and i think it's because they you know they have a little bit of money tim right we, they, yes. can, they can they could go get things fixed that that might not be be fixed uh it's you know we could do this i, I could do like an extended hour show with you just talking about about television i've had so much fun um catching up i hope you enjoyed as well but you know it's, absolutely we could we could go on and on uh, about it now you can like lens burning bush on Facebook at Lens Burning Bush you can follow at Lens Burning Bush on Twitter you can listen on iTunes Spotify half these things tim I don't even know what they are Google Play Podbean iHeartRadio you can you can tune in uh, and listen you can also ask Alexa to play Lens Burning Bush um, on Amazon Music and even Stitcher I did I again I don't know how these these things work, but you can you can get it pretty much everywhere. You can even type in lens burning bush and Google, and it'll it'll come up somehow. But we've had some downloads. I, I always think of you on this. I've had downloads in the UK every week. I don't know where I'm getting it from, but it's uh, you know cheers and uh, to uh, the people in the UK. We've had nice. uh, yeah, we had listeners in Ireland, Germany, Switzerland, Norway. But uh, you know it it continues. Uh, To amaze me that people want to listen to this nonsense that I that I that I produce every every week. But again, get uh, get your book, The Oliver Factor. You are not going to be um, dissatisfied with this. This is a great read. And uh, Tim does a great job and get all his books because anybody that could talk 30 minutes about television without, you know, going to anything else we can is is (laughs) awesome in my book because I really love it. I grew up. Do you remember the show Dream On uh, on HBO? The Martin sure. Tupper, uh, Brian Benben, was the, yes. the and I I look at Brian Benben's character, the kid sitting in front of the TV. That's me as a kid. That's yes, that was, that was the babysitter. I was a latchkey yeah. kid. I I watched that TV. I think TV. we all were, right? Yeah, yeah. The, so I wound up doing it. But Tim, uh, I hope uh, you know you're safe. Everybody, the family's good. Uh, it was tremendous to catch up with you for this uh, this short time. Let's Likewise. let's not uh, spend twenty years apart again.
1: All right. <laughs> good. I know
0: we do the Facebook and all that other stuff, but it's it's certainly not the same. But thanks to uh, Tim Tyrell, I'm Len Harvey. We'll be back again with another episode of Len's Burning Bush next week. So long.